Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 351, the Christmas edition of the big show. Some Enforcer Base Podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there here in the happy happy holidays? Merry Christmas. Hope everybody, hope Santa finds your homes. Uh, whenever you happen to be listening to this, I'm recording this on uh, Christmas Eve at about uh, 3 o'clock. So uh, just getting ready to head out to the uh, to the in-laws here. So figured I would get this in. I have been very tardy in the last couple of weeks here with doing episodes and everything. Um, I want to apologize to everybody. Um, I know uh, as soon as the new year hits, we'll get back on uh, on a regular schedule, back to the Wednesday Sunday action. Hopefully, um, uh, yeah. I just want to, uh, but I wanted to get on here because I'm not. I mean, I'm going to try to do one before the new year, but uh, in case I don't. Um, yeah, guys, it's just, uh, just a lot's been going on. No, I mean, not only Christmas, obviously, and you know, everybody's busy this time of year, but, um, just, uh, uh, transition at work. Uh, I start my new, my new job on the, uh, on the 2nd of January. I'm in a new department. Uh, so, you know, and there's a, a bunch of, uh, and I'm training, training a guy right now at my old job. So we've been doing that and, uh, it's a bunch of, online courses and such that I have to do for this new one and uh yeah so it's been a little hectic to add to Christmas and everything else so I have to be completely honest the kind of the 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 podcast kind of got put on the back burner here for a little bit so um but nonetheless here now and uh I have a guest today oh do I have a guest oh yeah old uh Alec Olin Salem from the Five for Fighting podcast has joined me. I always refer to him and, I, and Jay as well. Jay's the my Southern Pro Hockey League guy, and Alec is my East Coast guy. So he's uh, so we got a hold of I got a hold of Alec, and we sat down, and we kind of did. Uh, you know, they always have the kind of the the, the State of the Union uh, address. Well, we're gonna have the State of the East Coast Hockey League. That's kind of the quarter pole mark here. We're gonna uh, who's been hot, who's been not, and surprises and disappointments, and uh, who to watch out for, and who left. Uh, we're going to, Alec and I cover all of that. So, um, and like I said, he follows the league. So I wanted to get him on and get his opinions. So yes, that is coming up. Um, I'm not going to, uh, ramble on and on today about everything. And it's, it's the holiday season. So I'm going to stay positive. I am not going to yell and scream at every, at anybody. Although after reading the Facebook group last night, I could have, Easily played the Grinch and yelled and screamed at a few people, ex-players included. But I will not. Um, it is the holiday season, and uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I do have. That's right. We got hockey cards because, of course, I've been at Dollarama numerous times. For, uh, so, uh, what? These are Upper Deck. Uh, what year? Ninety-one, ninety-two. 
So I'm going to open this right now. Well, no, first. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to open this first. Um, well, I can't open it anyway, apparently. Holy. I, I, I think Father Time has, like, has sealed these things permanently. Okay, hold on. Seriously? Oh, there we go. I want to, you know, in case there's a Carl Dykos rookie in here, I don't want to bend anything. So, there we go. Okay. Um, oh, there's a rookie right on top that I don't want to bend, though. Um, okay. Um, first things first. Member of the Hockey Podcast Network, 100 shows in the network. Terry, myself, I'm the original content creator side, along with Terry Ryan, uh, my boy Joe, Joe Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles. I haven't talked to Joe recently. I'm going to ask him if he's been, if he's been bumping that Boney M Christmas album. A couple years ago, I was talking about Boney M and he didn't, uh, he had no idea what I was talking about. So, but I'm sure he rushed out and picked up the, uh, the eight track for the car. And, uh, yeah, he's, he already, oh yeah. Or maybe some little uh, Anne Murray's greatest little snowbird, well Anne Murray, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, these are the things that I grew up with in our house. Yeah, every Christmas, Boney M blasting, yeah. Uh, but and then of course, as I said, Alec at the Five for Fighting podcast, of course, uh, both guys with tremendous back catalogs, and uh, yes, I highly recommend. Listening to their shows. Well, that, there, that was a goddamn. That was a fucking full-throated endorsement, wasn't it? Holy shit! Um, <laughs> sorry, I was. I've actually, uh, as I'm talking, I was kind of looking over at the corner at the at my wife's Christmas presents, and I was actually wondering. I, I thought I lost one, but there, I saw it over there. So there, there was my introduction, but I wasn't really paying much attention. I should probably wrap a few things. Oh, thank. I'm, a, I'm the gift bag guy. I don't wrap anything. I just throw everything in a gift bag and tape. Yeah, here you go. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. If you happen to be on the YouTube, I'm sure this Christmas you're going to be on the YouTubes hiding away from the brother-in-laws and everything else in the back corner. Go to the Fourth Line Voice YouTube channel. Maybe subscribe. I have over 2,000 videos, so you can get lost on that rabbit hole. Grab your eggnog and rum, go off in the corner and start scrolling. You'll be entertained for hours. Till it's time to head out. Um, yes, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube. Uh, check it out. Subscribe to the channel. If you watch a video that you enjoyed it, hit the little thumbs up button. I know it's corny, but like YouTube loves that shit. It's like helps in the algorithms and stuff. So definitely, I would appreciate that. And if you're on social media, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter or X. Uh, Instagram, I'm Fourth Line Voice THPN on there. Gotta say, I'm not... I'm pretty, I'm a novice at the Instagram. I gotta say, maybe uh, you know, I I gotta work on that over here in the new come the new year. I can't say I'm a big Instagram guy though. I'm I'm not really I don't like it for some reason. But I may I haven't really. I'll give it a chance. So, but yes, I'm on. And then of course on Facebook, Fourth Line Voice. So, please subscribe to the channels and uh, that'd be cool. And download, don't stream. That's how we get paid. So, and whatever podcast you happen to listen to, not only mine but Alec Joe's, whatever show. Um, on iTunes or Spotify or whatever platform you happen to be listening to, as I said, download. But uh, could you rate the shows? There's a little star rating at the top. Could you hit a star rating? Maybe submit it. That again, that helps us out in the algorithms. That really helps us smaller podcasts. Like I always say, I don't think Rogan or Spit Jiglets needs your star that bad. They're fine. But um, a smaller podcast, if you enjoy their content, 
that really helps them out. And it's, you know, I'm like, I always say you're there anyway on the, on the platform. It's not hard. Just hit the button, hit the stars rating. And that would be dandy. But uh, let's get into this business as I'm sitting here staring at an open pack of cards. Let's, uh, and then we're going to get into a conversation with Alec. So right at the top is a Pavel Bure rookie card. There we go. So that could go over there. There we go. And then we got the, the 500 club. Okay. We'll keep that there. John McClain, the diehard fan, right at Christmas time. There we go. Of course, it's the New Jersey Devil guy, but sort of fitting, wouldn't you think? Troy Gamble, Vancouver Canucks. Goalie, Terry Karkner. Well, there we go. That'll go over there. I dig me some Terry Karkner. Oh, Ronnie Hextall. There we go. It's funny with these old cards, the glossy, they stick together. Owen Nolan. There you go. Jamie McCowan, Jamie McCowan, uh, not known as a fighter, but probably involved in one of the greatest hockey fights of all time with Ron DeLorme. Check that out. Scott Thornton as a rookie with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I dig me some Scott Thornton. Cam Russell. This is kind of a good, solid, tough guy package. Rookie Cam Russell with the Blackhawks. This is cool with the upper deck cards. This is the NHL 75th year anniversary. Oh, there we go. Dominic Hasek rookie card. This is a pretty solid pack, man. With the Chicago Blackhawks. Gotta say, pretty solid. And then the classic, the Upper Deck 91-92 All-Star Fan Ballot. There you go. You could fill that in. Love it. Love it. There we go. I actually have, I have two packs of these. I got two packs of the Upper Deck here from Dollarama. So I was a little, I was a little happy with that. It wasn't the, uh, it wasn't the Swedish national cards. As I'm trying to struggle opening this, there we go. I want to thank uh, Jay from Iowa and Yuka for their packages. Um, I greatly appreciate it. At some point, uh, Yuka, I'm going to put up his envelope on social media so you can read it. I can't believe the post office just didn't bend the shit. Because it was autographed pictures, but I can't believe that the post office just didn't bend the shit of it. Play origami with it, but he's very creative on the... Uh, on the envelope, they're probably reading it like, what is it? Who is this? Like, you come surprised that thing didn't get opened by the FBI. They're like, who is this guy? Yeah. But who do we got here? Jeff Norton. Murray Barron. Murray Barron sustained one of the hardest knockouts I've ever seen from Troy Millette. It, forearm shiver. Down he went. Oh, some Gretzky guy. I think I've heard of him. Maybe he'll go in that pile. Mike Richter. Oh, Louis DeBrusque. There we go. Yeah. He'll go in there. Dave Manson. Well, I'm just getting all the... He's with uh, the Oilers in this card. I'm getting all the tough guys here. Randy Valasek. Troy Crowder. Uh-huh. There we go. Mark Tenorti. Jesus, this is a tough little group here. Oh, Serge Fedorov. There you go. Who's this rookie? Patrick Poulin. And then Daniel Berthume, the bandit. Well, there we go. That was some successful packages, I gotta say. I'm down with that. There we go. Some 91, 92 upper deck. Uh, always exciting. Hockey, opening hockey cards, uh, on an audio channel. <laughs> uh, let's put these over. Stack these up. Put them over here. There we go. Throw them on the pile. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, guys, I mean, I don't know. I should probably, we should probably just get into talking with Alec here. Um, 
I do want to say, uh, if, um, you know, I hope everybody has a healthy, a healthy and happy Christmas and, uh, spend some time with some loved ones. And, um, yeah, uh, other than that, guys, I, uh, like I said, uh, thank you to Yuka and Jay and, uh, and, and just, uh, you know, as we kind of close out 20, where did 2023 go? Isn't that unreal? Um, I still can't believe I'm looking out at no snow in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, December 24th, and we're having a brown Christmas. I can't remember the last time that happened. So, and I'm not, certainly not complaining. And we're supposed to have like plus temperatures next week. Tony, you might have dodged one here. Tony is flying into Saskatoon. I know I'm still looking at flights, how to fly out of Saskatoon at that time. Uh, but he might be coming in. I kind of warned him, you're coming to Saskatoon in January. You might bring your parka and your, and your woolies, but, uh, he might actually hit some plus temperatures here. Yeah. And, and no snow. That might be something. You, this might be the year, Tony, you finally picked the winner. You know, maybe he's bringing some of that BC weather with him or something. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it's good for you here. Um, but yeah, man, what weather? Love it. Love it. I always say if I, if I never saw snow again, my, it wouldn't break my heart. I can tell you that. But, uh, anyway, where, what was I saying? Ramble. Haven't even, I haven't even gotten into the rum and eggnog yet. Um, no, as we kind of close out 2023 here, um, kind of a different year with the podcast this year. I did do some interviews, not as many, um, really went lots of solo interviews and, interviews with uh fellow fight fans um i i don't want to say that that's the well i well i was gonna say i guess it, that, that's sort of the way the channel is sort of going these days um again i've always said i'm not i'm not saying i'm never going to interview a player again or anything like that because i will but um it's certainly not my focus anymore um it just became um, well, I don't, you know whatever like i said i i said i would stay positive everything else but i and i've i've voiced my concerns on that on this on the channel before about that um it's just become like a really frustrating exercise dealing with the player ex-players and trying to track guys down and getting ghosted and everything else and um you know and it was really starting to about midway through beginning and midway through this year it was really starting to get to me um and you just start to wonder like what am i doing this for like this isn't this is supposed to be fun right and it and it wasn't it was it was becoming it wasn't fun anymore and uh you know and it was work it just constant working um i put in real hours this year and um and it just was getting really tired so when your time was you're working all the time and then when you get some time and it's limited and then a guy doesn't show up or whatever won't reply or whatever it gets really frustrating so um i kind of pivoted and i've kind of gone away from that and uh the solo episodes i mean again thank thankfully for my lists and all that stuff and uh do that but uh the the uh the fellow fans that stepped up and came on the show have been great and that's been actually the most fun that i've had on doing this podcast is talking with you guys and uh you know, I'm not going to start calling out names because in case I forget someone, it, it's, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or anything like that. Um, but the guys have been great and, uh, they're really respectful. They're gung ho for it. They're fired up. They do their research. Like, um, and it's, it makes my job a whole lot easier. And, and like I said, the feedback's always been really positive and strong. And I think people are enjoying it. And cause I think when people listen, they're hearing themselves or they're hearing the conversations that they have at the bar or in the basement with the boys or whatever debate, who's the best or, you know, or, you know, that kind of shit, right? Fan shit. 
and I think they hear themselves in the conversation and I, and I think people can relate to that. Um, at least that's what I'm going for anyway. And that's what I've been told, uh, by people that have listened. So, um, yeah. And so I think in 2024, that's probably going to still be the focus. Um, I know there's a lot of guys I want to talk to, but there are some players that I still want to talk to as well. And, and I'm, again, I'm never going to turn down, uh, a player interview or anything like that. If they're, if they're into it, I've asked a couple guys, like I'll still now and again, throw one out, like, Hey man, you interested in whatever. And if they are, absolutely. I'll do the research and we can get at it for sure. Um, so again, I'm not saying, Oh, I'm never doing a player interview again. Cause I no, I will. Um, but I can tell you now they're not going to be as frequent. Um, but like I said, with this new job here, there's a new schedule. I'm actually going to have days off, um, which sounds just insane on the surface when you say, Oh, I'm going to have a few days off. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, you get days off. I didn't really this year. Um, so, uh, just short staffed and my, my stubbornness, I guess we'll just leave it at that. Uh, I worked a lot. So, um, you know, and, and, you know, and after you do that, the last thing you kind of really want to do is, is put more work into this. Right. So, um, you know, and I, and I think probably a few episodes suffered, um, you know, without a doubt. I mean, it just, you burned out. Right. And it's, um, I, not on purpose. I always try to do the best I can or, bring an interesting list or well i mean the one thing like i mean every once in a while the list will suck and somebody will be oh it wasn't that good which is what i run the risk of i always say with the lists, i discover them with you guys so i don't look at them ahead of time so i don't know if they're going to be good or bad and so yeah there's been a few stinkers for sure and uh, you know you know but that's the risk you run oh there's been a few real good ones too that have been really funny so uh you know it's uh you take the good with the bad right but um yeah, so, but with that, it's like, you know, you try, I try to do my best with the episodes all the time, and, uh, you know, sometimes, it's like anything, right? You, you do enough, ep- well, what is it, 351, I mean, they're not all going to be five-star classics, that's for sure, right? You're going to get some some bombs in there, too, so, um, you know, you just try to do better the next time, but, uh, yeah, guys, um, I just, I want to thank everybody who's uh, taken the time to listen to the show, Um sent feedback who's been on the show all the players and guests that have come on my show um the guys that promote it out there comment on the episodes i see i i do um i really appreciate it i really appreciate all you guys that listen um yeah i mean it's been it's been great and uh i always i'm it'll never cease to amaze me that you know some yahoo sitting in his basement in saskatchewan yelling into his microphone from Staples, um, it has, well, is global. It really is. It's amazing that you could talk to people in Europe and, and Russia and whatever, Isle of Malta and, and everything else. And, um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been humbling and been fun and, uh, you know, we'll continue into 2024. And I've, uh, <clears throat> I've always said, I don't know how long, I'll go with this for, but, uh, well, or until it just becomes not fun anymore. And, um, I, I have talked to a few guys, uh, about a, about a different type of project. Um, same, but different. It's still hockey fight. Uh, it's still the hockey fight genre, but, um, kind of be a collaborative and, um, I don't, you know, we'll see how that goes in the new year. Uh, you know, what, if it has legs or not, um, 
you know, there's obviously more than myself involved. There's two other gentlemen. So, uh, well, I'm not going to Alec and Jay. I mean, as I, I think I've actually talked about it on the air. So, um, or actually Alec and I might talk about it on the air in this thing. I can't remember. I, inter- I talked to Alec like six days ago. I recorded this six days ago or something. Um, but anyway, that has been discussed in the new year thing. Um, maybe moving away from our solo episodes and becoming a, uh, a collaborative show. Um, maybe. You know, at some point, um, you know, again, it was just, we were on a conference on a kind of a group chat one day, group call, and we just kind of, I threw it out there. It had been something I'd been thinking about and, uh, I wanted to see what their thoughts on it were. And, uh, you know, they were pretty receptive to it. And, uh, we kind of tossed out a couple of, oh, we could do this and we could do that. No, oh, oh, that'd be funny. And, uh, but that was just kind of the stages where it was at, just the early talking stages and, uh, you know, I mean, but they're, they're going, they have things going on in their life too. And, uh, and, uh, you know, so, um, here I was just a few minutes ago talking about how hard it is to get people on the phone and, and everything else. Well, now you got two guys that you got to get on the phone. And, uh, and I've always said, uh, or my feeling has always been with a, with a podcast that you need to be consistent and put out constant episodes, um, you know, up until recently, which I've demonstrated every Wednesday and Sunday. And I think consistency is the key and that's the growth to any show. I don't think you, it's very hard to grow a following, uh, when you do a show, you know, just haphazardly every couple of weeks or every month or, or there's long breaks in between. I, I think it, it's, you, you start and stop your, your progress. Um, so I think if, especially if you're doing a new venture, um, you know, you definitely want to be a consistent thing where, you know, whatever day you choose, make sure you get something out every one of those every, every week. Um, or if it's going to be bi-weekly or whatever your schedule may be, be consistent. Consistency. There is, you know, just at the end of the day. Um, so that is something I need to discuss with those two. And, um, we basically have to make the verbal commitment to each other that, um, this is the day we're going to do it. And I, and I was going to say, I, I know their personal situations and what they have going on. Um, it's easy for me when my life, when my life and my schedule is sort of kind of in stone, right? I work during the day and at night I have off and I'm home at night and it's just my wife. And, you know, I don't have kids that I got to take to soccer and everything. So it's just my wife and I. And, uh, so I can, it is easy for me to, that's why we say people, Oh, how do you do Wednesday, Sunday? Well, my schedule permits me to. Now I said I worked every day, but again, it was during the day. So I had the nights to do this. So, um, you know, and like I said, going forward here in the new year at the new job, I will have like, it's like, it's one of those two on four, you know, two days off the next week, four days off. So yeah. And then two, four, two, four, two, four, that type of thing. So yeah, there's some really good chunks in there, some really good stretches where I could do some really good recording. So, um, th- so the point I'm bringing, I'm just rambling. No one's like, who gives a shit? Uh, no, the why the, I bring this up is because with the four days off, I think I could do some more interviews in that time frame and kind of get things ready, and I can get things in the can, so to speak, and prepared, so I could really stay consistent with the Wednesday Sunday release release days. And, um, yeah, so as far as my show goes, um, I think this new job will really actually benefit my show to be completely honest. Um, so, but that remains, you know, again, the speculation remains to be seen, but I think, 
uh, with two on and then four off and, and that type of thing, I think we can really accomplish some things. So, and there's some projects for the show that I really want to do that takes time to research it. And I think with that time, I'll be able to do that. And I'd like to get my YouTube channel really humming and I'd like to do some video kind of biography type things on the YouTube channel. Um, so that will give me time to do that too. So, um, with a lot of the footage that I have sitting around, I think I could make some pretty good documentaries and like ad player quotes and stuff like that. It's, I, I think that that's kind of something I'm looking forward to trying to do in 2024 as well. So, um, anyway, that word salad, just yap, yap, yap. Um, again, I want to thank everybody. Uh, you know, without you guys, there is no show. So, and, um, yeah. Uh, as I always say, if you, my DMs are open. If you want to get a hold of me, I'd love to hear from you absolutely about anything. Um, get a hold of me. And if you're not on social media, send me an email, hockeyfights at hotmail.com. And, um, yeah. And if you want to come on the show, let me know. If you have an idea for the show, definitely love to hear it. And, uh, yeah. That, that is, uh, that is the goings on here. Uh, the reason I'm kind of talking like this, cause it's kind of like a, a New Year's type thing. I think I'll probably have a show done before New Year, but I, well, it's the 24th. I mean, it's really like, I guess I don't really have that long before I can get back to, uh, before it's New Year's. So, um, if I do not do a New Year's episode, uh, you know, have a thank, I'm very thankful for the 2023 that I had. Um, and 2024 is, uh, yeah, it's going to be, a, well, it's going to be a year of changes personally and, uh, uh, on a personal level with job and everything. And then, um, cause you know, the other job I've been doing for 15 years. So, uh, like I said, still with government and everything, it's, you know, just changing departments and, um, you know, and I always say, I got, we'll see how it goes. I got 11 years left. So, and then, uh, right off into the sunset. So, uh, that's the plan anyway, but, um, I always, I always have the benefit, which is nice with this job is I have 90 days to decide whether I, I want the job or not. And I can go back to where I, you know, my current job. So that's always nice to have that flexibility and that kind of, uh, that, um, um, uh, landing pad, you know, that, you know, that safety net, I'm sorry, is what I'm trying to say. Um, that safety net. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, so 2024 is going to be a, you know, I, I know everybody has the New Year's resolutions and and all that, but uh, it'll be a year, a, a different year, and um, yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. And I, you know, and I definitely because um, somebody had asked me about the podcast because I I kind of mentioned I'm not it's up in the air with it and stuff. No, we're still rolling, and um, like I said, I think uh, you know maybe pivoted a little bit, a little different content these last year, but. Uh, um, the show showing growth and, uh, you know, s- slow, but steady and, uh, you know, got the loyal listeners, which I greatly appreciate. And, uh, you know, I guess we'll kind of, sl- we'll, we'll keep the, we're the, you know, what is it? The hare and the turtle or whatever in the race, I guess we're the turtle, but slow and steady, but, uh, no, it's been a lot of fun. And, and again, I want to thank everybody. I always, I always say this every episode and it's true. Uh, and it'll always ring true. There are hundreds and hundreds of podcasts to listen to the fact that you chose to take time out of your day to listen to me um, in this show. I greatly appreciate it. I really do. And uh, we'll, we'll keep it rolling here as we roll into 2024. But uh, in the meantime, I hope everybody has a very Merry Christmas and hope Santa's good to you. And uh, enjoy our, my conversation with Alec from the Five for Fighting podcast as we discuss uh, the happenings and the goings on in the East Coast League. And uh, oh, and I should say for those guys that are that aren't that aren't minor league guys, oh, I'm an NHL guy or whatever. Ah, tune in. Um, there, I you know, and hey, I'm as grumpy and old and get off my lawn as the next guy. But uh, there are some young kids that can 
friggin' bang man in the East Coast League. And I highly encourage you to check out uh, the guys that we talk about in this show, um, this episode. Uh, go on YouTube and check the stuff out because you guys will be impressed. Like I said, we're not just we're not just blowing smoke. I mean, uh, no, it's um, yeah, it's been it's been strong. There's been some strong tilts, and there's some interesting interesting guys that I that I look forward to seeing the second half of the year how they do. So. Uh, anyway, excellent. All right, then here we go. Here's my conversation with Alec from the five for fighting podcast. And, uh, I hope everybody out there has a very Merry Christmas. And, uh, yeah, I I think I'll talk to you before the new year, but if I don't have a very happy new year and, uh, I guess we will talk to you in 2024. Isn't that crazy to say? I know, but here we go, folks. Thanks everybody. Have a Merry Christmas. And now, here's a word from our sponsor. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's Connor Bedard who's going to keep it up here in the new year. As we head into the Christmas season, Connor McDavid and the Oilers are starting to heat up here at the quarter pole mark. We'll see what happens here in the new year. But download the app now and use code THPN. New customers get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. All right, here we are in the fourth line voice. I got a oh, the returning guest, multiple time returning guest, old Alec from the Five for Fighting podcast. Hey man, what's going on tonight? Oh, dude, give me where's my belt? That give me the belt. I'm the fucking champ of this show. Damn it, you know, coming on. I'm, I just you know, it's what I do. I come on the show. I, mean, I think I'm your most recurring guest at this point. So I, uh, I'm expecting a check in the mail along with like a WWE style. Give me, give me the fourth line voice logo on the front of it. There you go. Well, like I said, you do this show more than your own show. Fuck! I, well, I, before we got going, I forgot. I, I did a live show the other night on Instagram, and it didn't dawn on me until today. Well, I had some some personal stuff going on, which I'm going to get into once I chop the episode up. Uh, but yeah, I totally forgot to upload. I did the live show on Instagram and just you know thought I was done and totally forgot to upload it. So real good host I am. Yeah, uh, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I, I that's what I said. Every, every time, fuck you, you you release an episode, it's like. Uh... It's a celebration. It's like an anniversary. It's, right. said, if there's one thing about the show, it's consistently inconsistent. You can't yeah. say I'm not consistent. I said it's the only podcast that's bi-monthly. Yeah. You're damn right. So, but there you go. But that it just keeps people, it's the anticipation, right? It's the build-up. Yeah, you got to keep, it's, it's, yeah, keep them waiting on the edge of their seat, you know? Yeah, see, that's the problem. And then I, I oversaturate, so that's why people just tune me out because they're like, I don't want to listen to this guy's voice anymore, you know? So, you know, you say what you will about me, but when was the last time Mr. Lazito released an episode? I feel like it's been a minute. 
Well, yeah, but Joe's well, Joe's busy out hanging out with Searson and and oh, you know, and interrupting yeah, his vacation. Two. You know, I forgot about that. Yeah, Jesus, those two knuckleheads together. But kids, you seeing all this plight? Like, you know what neighborhood you're in when Lazito's <laughs> around? You know, yeah. Let alone Searson together. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What, what was it like? The old uh, yeah. We said, said it the other night with the uh, the old vacation. Yep. Roll them up. Roll the windows up. Yeah. Get them up. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, oh, I'm sure the kids were just thrilled. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, Lazito's too busy working the nightlife to to do a podcast. So, yeah, that's true. Well, fuck, I don't blame him. Maybe, well, fuck, maybe he knows something we don't. Maybe he's smarter than us. Well, <laughs> he's got, he's got. Oh, he's he's waiting to drop the big bombshell. He's working on a big interview right now. So when he drops, oh, okay. when he drops it, it'll be uh, it'll be really good actually. Um, because uh, I don't think this dude's ever done an interview on podcast. Oh, actually, I know he's never done a podcast before. So this should be good anyway. So. I won't wreck well, it. For, I won't wreck it for Lazito. I won't announce it, but you know. But what we're gonna do tonight is, uh, it's uh, you know they always have like the State of the Union address and all that. Well, we're gonna do the uh, State of the East Coast Hockey League address here. We're gonna the, we're at kind of the what were they played about twenty four, twenty five games or you know quarter poll here, yep. give or take. So um, yeah, I think we're gonna do some. Uh, I don't know who's hot, who's not, and you know what's going on. Some surprises and who left, who's still around, and, and that type of thing. Because I always say, like uh, I brought it up in the other episode, there I said, "Well, Alec is my East Coast League uh, guy, and Jay's my Southern Pro League guy." So I'm going to talk to him later. We'll we'll get some we'll get the update from the SP, and uh, you know, and we'll we'll go from there. But uh, before. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something at you here before before we get into this East Coast League business. Um, you know, we were kind of talking off air about it briefly, but I mentioned it right before my last episode. There, of course, AJ Galante and Daniel Amesbury announcing that they are starting the Major League Hockey Fights, which is basically uh, Ice Wars, their version of Ice Wars. Um, of course, AJ was involved initially with Ice Wars along with Charlie Nama, and they had a Whatever, a falling out, a split, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what happened. I'm not going to ask. None of my business. But nonetheless, they're not working together anymore. Charlie took the Ice Wars name and went the other way. And, of course, they did They did Ice Wars 3 from Wyoming. But uh, AJ has been kind of waiting in the background or whatever. And him and Daniel have announced this new league that they're starting, new tournament. And, uh, or, uh, you know, pay for whatever you want to call it for 2024. And uh, here's my long-winded intro to it but uh what, what what's your call on this what are you what are you thinking about this well I, I think it's a great thing i know it's uh well it's been a little bit quiet on the ice wars front i know it's uh we haven't had much news about that but if there's any chance uh or excuse me if there's you know any way we could see more hockey fights let alone a hockey fight tournament i'm all for it and i think it's a good thing in terms of uh you know, you got a friendly little competition going on there between Ice Wars and Major League Hockey fights now. Those are going to be the two going at it, kind of fighting for, uh, you know, who's the better tournament, I guess you could say. Uh, for, I think friendly competition is good. I think it's going to make make the both both events, I guess, think outside the box a little bit more. How can they differentiate each other from one one another, I guess? Yeah. Um, yep. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I think a, 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 little bit of, a little bit of healthy competition never hurt nobody, right? No, it did not. And, I mean, you know, back in the day at WCW and WWE and whatever. I mean, so we're going to have a little uh, – I mean, and like I said, I, I'm not uh, – I, I said, you know, I, I've 
I've met both Charlie and AJ and I was at the first Twice Wars events and I loved them and uh you know and I we had, well we've done preview shows review shows you know you Jay and I and you know those have always been fun episodes and uh, we I know we're, we love Ice Wars and uh you know I I wish Charlie and the Ice Wars guys all the best I hope they can continue and and I hope AJ and Aintberry and their new venture does well like I said I'm kind of I'm trying to be Switzerland here I'm right in the middle I'm yeah. like I, I want them both to do good, right? I'm like, I just told AJ, I'm like, I'm excited for this as long as just, as long as I can bet on it, I'll be real happy, right? So. Yeah, fuck. I, I, oh, I'd have made out like a bandit if I would have been able to bet on the, uh, the other one there. But if you're, if you weren't in Canada, you couldn't bet on it. Cause, uh, well, I'll tell you what, we, um, we had that bracket to the fucking T, dude. Did yes, we ever? We did. I have, <laughs> I have made money every tournament. So I've, uh, I've quite enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so it was, um, yeah, so I mean, it'll be interesting. I hope, I you know, obviously the my biggest thing is I hope it obviously works out, benefits the fighters. That's the biggest thing, yep. and yes. uh, you know they can get a better payday out of it if it you know gets generates more money and etc. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I hope uh, you know, like I said, I hope they both succeed, and uh, you know, it'll be um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if the Ice Wars guys, if they stick with, you know, if they can bounce back and forth, or do you have to stick with one or the other? Or... Yeah, are we about to get like the uh, the whole like PGA and Live Golf thing going yeah. on? You know, are we going to get some guys jumping ship to go to one another competition? You know, I don't know. Like I said, I think uh, I think a healthy competition will it can benefit both leagues depending on how it goes. So I'm curious to see, like you said, uh, if guys will abandon ship and go to the other league, or um, you know. Only time will tell. Yeah. So, but I'm looking forward, hopefully at some point in 2024, we will be doing a Major League Hockey Fights pay-per-view preview show. And uh, yes. we, we have that coming. So I, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be cool. But, uh, but all right, well, let's, uh, we'll get into what we're here for. Um, like I said, I know you're, you're like I always say, you're my East Coast League uh, correspondent and stuff. And uh, <laughs> the informant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh so far in it, with the league going on this year, I mean, I know last year there was a lot of great tilts, and uh, this year, what in the opening twenty five games? Uh, what's your what are your feelings early on in the season? So far, it's been pretty good. I, I will say, kind of similar to last year, we haven't quite had that that kind of heavyweight marquee matchup. We got a little taste of it the other night between Darian Skio and Jake Schultz, but. Um, you know, like in the South back in the day, I think the two kingpins used to be, you know, Kyle Newber and Travis Howe. And of course, Travis Howe has gone on to the AHL the past two years with San Diego. Done very well at, at to boot with that. I highly well, encourage anyone to go check out Travis Howe fights. You won't be disappointed with that. Um, and you know, Newber was late coming into the season. Um, I, I don't know what it was, but I think he, he didn't get to the team until about two weeks ago or a week ago. Um, you know, he's back with Florida, so. You know, they just had kind of Chris Ortabody down there, who's done pretty well. Um, so we haven't quite had that that heavyweight, you know, title fight, you know, that we were kind of looking for, I guess you could say, to where, like, you, you want to circle the calendar and be like, look at this one. Like, you know, this is going to be for, like, a belt, per se. Um, so we haven't quite had that matchup. But that being said, there's still been some pretty solid fights. Um you know, I will say this before getting into some of the fights that you and I were trying to look at, trying to navigate the site before we got going. Hockeyfights.com from fucking grace have we fallen. Holy shit. I don't know what update they did to the site. 
you can't. It used to be able to be able to streamline it. Just go on there, click ECHL. Who's leading the league in fights? There he is. I don't even know who the, it is right now. I mean, I think I have an idea. I'm pretty sure Nico's got to be up there. Um, but I, I don't know. I can't even navigate the hockeyfightswebsite.com or hockeyfightswebsite anymore. So I, I don't know what's going on with hockeyfights.com. They need to fix their shit. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's been it's been a little weird because there's been some late bloomers. We had a couple guys go overseas. I know Sean actually Sean Allen just got in a fight overseas um, in the UK league the other night. It might have been last night or the night before. I think Paul has it up there on Hockey Fights UK. He's with uh, I believe it's the Dundee Stars, um, and he looked good in it. I mean, over there, I don't think Sean Allen's going to have much competition. So it's like you know he's just kind of fucking living life, playing hockey, and if he has to drop the gloves, I mean he's probably going to just wipe the floor with the guy real quick and go about his business. So good for Sean Allen to get kind of get a paycheck over there. Um, but, you know, you had Yannick Turcotte, I believe. he I, I can't remember. He's in a weird league. I, I, I won't say weird league, but uh, I remember trying to look it up the other night. But I, he's somewhere in, I think, Europe. I'm not 100% sure where, but um, I've heard some people wanting him to come back in February, so maybe that's when the Europe league ends. I don't know. Um, but I know Thunder fans were – uh, missing the void of having Yannick Turcotte. So it's been a little bit of a weird season in terms of uh, maybe guys not matching up in a division or some guys going overseas in the offseason. It's, it's the crapshoot with, um, with you know, minor pro leagues, like whether it's the even the AHL or um, the SPHL, ECHL. You get guys that go overseas, and um, you could have a team look completely different than the one last year. Um, so it's, um, it's different every year, and it kind of varies. Long-winded answer there, but there you go. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, um, yeah, I know from from myself, it uh, you know a couple. Uh, it was good to see Nuber come back. Uh, obviously, um, I, I was really excited to see Garrett Hunt come back from the KHL and come back to the East Coast League. You know, of course, he's the all time. I believe, yeah, he's the all time East Coast penalty minute leader, and uh, yep, so it's still. good. Yeah, it's cool that he's back. Uh, of course, Ryan Devine. Ice Wars yep. 3 champion, of course, is, uh, you know, up from the Southern Pro League and playing in Kansas City this year. So that's been, uh, that, that's been cool to see. Um, Skio getting traded, Blatchford coming, Neil, Nico bouncing around and Collins is in Savannah. And yeah, I mean, there's been, yep. uh, yeah, there, there, there's been some shit anyway. Uh, who did yeah, it's been, it's like these guys are Hunt is with uh, he's with South Carolina and actually yeah. Garrett Hunt was Kyle Newber's very first fight of the uh, of the year for Kyle Newber. Uh, I think Newber would get the better of him, but I mean that's kind of expected. I mean how just or, excuse me, how I'm so used to saying Newber and how because those two would you know always fucking fight. Um, but Hunt and and Newber, you know Garrett Hunt doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care if Newber's seven foot tall. Um, I mean, he fucking looks seven feet tall compared to Garrett Hunt, but you know, Garrett Hunt's going to throw for the fences and he doesn't give a shit. I don't think you could ever hurt Garrett Hunt. Um, he's got a fucking chin made of granite. So, um, you know, I don't think Garrett Hunt won the fight, but again, he doesn't give a shit. And I think it was a good, good way to get Kyle Newber's feet wet again. And like you mentioned up there with Adirondack, Nico starting the year off with, um, with Kalamazoo and then going over to, um, Going over to Adirondack, well, I mean, made a quick pit stop up there in the Quebec League with Laval of all places, so that was really cool to see Nico in the uh, in the LNH. And I, I think I said it when he when he was fighting out there when he was uh, I forget who it was when he was fighting the guy with um uh, with the Marquis over there, but yeah, when Brashear was fighting and all that, yeah, like, Brashear was yeah. fighting like Nico, Brashear and Nico weren't fighting, but Brashear was fighting somebody else from Laval. I'm like Nico Blatchman and Donald Brashear in the same fucking video fighting as, and that's, that's something I did not expect to see in the year of 2023. We'll put it that way. No, um, 
But I will say, I think him and Skio have found a great home in Adirondack. The team is really good. And they're, this was really cool to see as I've, I've started to follow the team a little bit more. Obviously, you know, I follow the teams with more toughness on it. Um, so of course, Skio going up there and accommodating, um, or excuse me, accompanying Blatchman up there with Adirondack. They actually have a section up there. It's called Section N in, in the crowd. And it's, um, obviously it's not quite to the par of section 102 of Danbury, but it kind of reminds me of that. These, these fans get rowdy. They love their tough guys. Anytime Nico's on the ice, you hear them and they're, you know, Nico, Nico. So I, I think he's really found his, his place. I, I, this is going to be a really good fit for him. He just scored, uh, he's at, fuck, he was on Hattie Watch the other night. He scored two goals. One of them got an apple from fucking Darian Skio. So you got the tough guys putting up points. The tough guys are fighting. I mean, what's not to love about that? I mean, if I'm an Adirondack fan, I'm fucking pumped. You got the team winning. Their goaltending's been solid. Um, so up there, I, I, I think Skio and Blatchman have, have really found a solid place. And I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, they stick around there up in Adirondack because I know the fans already love it. Um, I've, I've, before we got going, I told you I'm a part of a lot of fan groups on Facebook just to kind of keep in the know with what fan bases think of tough guys or tough guys signing places. And, um, I mean, man, those Adirondack fans, they fucking love those guys so far. And, um, it's been cool to see. And, I think Nico's done pretty well up there. He uh, had a fight with Chris Ortabody. That was his first fight back from the uh, the LNH and uh, did pretty well. Both landed a bomb. I think Ortabody landed the cleaner shot there. But um, you know, Nico, it was they both landed a simultaneous bomb. It's just Nico's happened to hit kind of more so the side of Ortabody's helmet. But I mean, bucket went flying. Ortabody hit Nico like pretty pretty square and kind of stumbled him a bit. So uh, that was a good one. And he fought another guy named uh, Coltrane Wilson. I believe his uh, his last name is. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. This guy out in Reading, but yeah, Nico's been barking at guys in the penalty box, everything, and you get the whole crowd chant Nico up there. So Adirondack, I think they've um, I think they found their guys. They found a good, uh, a solid, uh, solid shoes um, to fill after the um, excuse me after Turcotte went overseas. So I'm really excited for them up in Adirondack. Um, another guy, I I will say to put it's going to be more so kind of. Uh, to put eyes on for possibly in the future. I'm trying to remember the league off the top of my head. And I, and I told you about him before we got going, but Connor Kaspari out there in Atlanta, tough kid. I, I want to say he's like 20, 21. He's not, not old at all. He's a rookie this year with Atlanta. Doesn't give a shit if he wins or loses. He just, he'll go out there and he'll fucking swing. He fought like Darian Skio. Just didn't give a shit. Um, put up a bunch of pims in the junior league, whether it was the, I can't remember if it was the SJ or the AJ out yeah, there. The, yeah, he played, um, uh, he played two years of the Humboldt Broncos. Yeah, in the SJHL. And, yeah, yeah 257, 239. Yeah, back to back. Yeah, years. you don't see. You don't see that a lot these days, so no. you, know, you know what his mo is. Um, I do wish we got to see Spencer Kennedy get more of a shot in Reading. I know he had a fight up there, but he's already back down with the SP. So I think uh, Jay will be able to give you a better rundown of uh, Spencer Kennedy because I believe he's with uh, who's a Peoria now. Uh, so that's a pretty, I mean, pretty good rival with uh, the Quad City Storm out there and the and the SP, uh, but. Tough dude for sure. I, I wish we could have seen more of him. Uh, Josh Thrower is out there with um, South Carolina. No, so that's pretty cool to see Josh Thrower and Garrett Hunt uh, on the same team. And I, I will say this, folks, if you uh, if you have Flow Sports, circle the calendar for uh, the 23rd, I believe, that the day is. Uh, whenever the next meeting between Florida and South Carolina is, there's um, maybe some stuff behind the scenes that might have gone on that they uh, – 
Well, we might see a marquee matchup between um, Thrower and somebody from Florida. We'll, we'll find out, but um, that's a potential matchup to look out for. So there's there's still this year, there's a lot of times where there's still that potential for that that big-time heavyweight fight. I'd still love to see like a Collins versus a Thrower or Collins versus Noob or something like that in the South. Um, Greenville is pretty soft this year. I think that uh, at, at first, I mean – Savannah was stacked. I, they were looking really good. Um, but, you know, Skio going over to Adirondack now. But Collins just got his 500th game. So, I mean, good for him. Uh, it's cool to see a guy like that get 500 games in the ECHL, yep. um, especially in his role. So that was really cool. Um, I will say another surprise, though, is out in – we'll go – we'll, you know, switch divisions a little bit and go over to Kansas City. Uh, you know, you got Ryan Devine out there is doing solid. I don't, he's looked really good in all of his fights. I think he's got two or three this year so far. Um, but he's looked good in every single one of them. We'll, he hasn't lost one. We'll put it that way. Um, but I've actually been surprised about Justin Knockbauer out there in Kansas City. I'm not sure um, – if something changed, but I remember uh, he was kind of he kind of came out of nowhere last year and led the league in fights, and now this year he's only got two fights so far. So that's a little bit different to see. I I noticed that while I was going through. So um, again, kind of going back to the thing I was saying, it's it's been a little bit of a weird season, but nonetheless, um, there's still definitely some good fights happening for sure. Yeah, well, and that's uh, and for anybody listening that's not familiar, <clears throat> unfortunately, the East Coast League has a goofy ten fight mm-hmm. rule. So they do have fight limits. So after that, you start getting suspended. So of course, like I said, we're at the 23 game mark in the East Coast League. They play 72 total games. So, yeah, uh, you know, I guess you gotta, you gotta space your shit out. I guess you gotta be, yeah. you know, you can't just, you know, I'm fighting every night or anything. So you can't get too crazy. So, yeah. So what is it after like, so your 11th fight, what happens? With your 11th fight, I believe it's you're suspended for one game. And then if you get 12 fights, you're suspended two games. And I think so on. It, it, it keeps adding up, if I recall. And then I know in the playoffs, you're only allowed two fights. Um, I can't remember if that's two fights per series or two fights total. Um, I would. It's got to be two fights total. Or excuse me, two fights per series. Because I feel like two fights total for the playoff. That's rough. That's a rough fucking stat to handcuff guys with uh but I, I mean i wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if you're already handcuffing guys with the fucking 10 fight rule anyway yeah um but yeah that's a, that's another weird rule that they you know adjust it for playoffs as well so eh, it's kind of weird i mean i know we've beat this to death and nauseam mm-hmm. and everything else and I, I always say though i would love just to sit in the room with the east coast league like rules committee guys and just be like what why do you why why what, what who wanted this rule one I've thing not, that's funny, uh, so, sorry to cut you off, but this will go right into what we're saying, is there was an article that came out. It was from, uh, what's that damn, no, what's that, Inside the Rink, I think the name is. Um, they interviewed Ryan Creelan, and for those that don't know, that's the uh, that's the commissioner of the ECHL. And they got to talking about fighting a little, I mean, it was just a quick one-liner, because I'm sure you know I, I, talking with the commissioner, I'm sure the questions were fucking pre-planned, so they couldn't get into too much depth or anything. But they go out and say, and he's like, oh, yeah, there's no plans to, you know, put a put a ban on fight or anything like that. It's like, are, are you sure? Because we're, we're fucking there pretty much. You know, you got yeah. the two minutes for removing the helmet, five, fucking ten fight rule. And you go to the playoffs, you got a two fight rule. Are, are we sure there's really not a ban, to talk, a ban on fighting going on here? What are we talking about? God forbid it's staged. You know, like oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. This year they put in the fucking rule. Well, one, if you get two fights in the game, you get uh, automatic game misconduct after that. 
Um, which again, with the ten fight rule of the year in the years prior, it, it wasn't like it was an epidemic of guys having a two fight rule or, or excuse me, two fights in a game, which is very rare to begin with. Um, if I remember right, I did I added it up last year, and I think there was a total of like five times that happened throughout the entire season. Um, some stupid. It was a ridiculously low, low number. It was under ten for sure. So it's like it really wasn't that big of a deal to begin with. So the, I don't think that's going to affect the league or the fights that much, really, because no. Guys, most of the time, um, especially if you're like a heavyweight and that's your role, you're not going to waste two fights in a game unless it's absolutely fucking necessary. Um, but you know, the whole they followed suit with the AHL of oh, don't you know, don't fight off the uh, off the puck drop because you know that's staged. So instead of you know th- that looks staged, but instead we're just going to wait the extra eight seconds and pretend like we're playing hockey or whatever, and you know then then we're going to fight because that looks way better than just fighting off the draw. Fucking stupid. So. Yeah, those uh, those rules we could beat it to death, but yeah, yeah those rules suck. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, oh well, we have no plans. That, well, yeah, you're doing that. like again. Who was complaining about this? Like, I, it certainly right. wasn't the players. I mean, they're you know they've just done nothing but bitch about your stupid rules, and it's just. I, I mean, yeah, you'll obviously have some fans that don't like fighting and okay, whatever. But I'm like, overall, it's like it's East Coast League. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm not saying, oh, we have to go back to Kevin Evans getting 600 minutes or anything like that. But I mean, (laughs) I I don't, I don't think, even if there was no limit, if like it was, oh, it was 1993 rules all over again. I, no one's getting 600 minutes anymore anyway. Yeah. I still think even, let's say there was no limit. I, the max fights you would see, I would say maybe 25 from a guy. And that would be, that's an outlier. That would be, you know, a Nico Blatchman type or something like that where, you know, they're hungry for it. You know, even even with that, I I wouldn't see a Kyle Newber, eh, maybe Skio because Skio is a he's a pissed motherfucker. Um, but I, I still wouldn't even see those guys probably exceeding twenty. Maybe I maybe they would get to the cusp of that fifteen to twenty mark, yeah, or like I think fifteen so. to eighteen, yeah. something like that. I wouldn't see him going over twenty because they don't have that many takers in the. I wouldn't say that. I still would say the ECHL is probably the toughest league in hockey still. Um, you know, regardless of the LNH up there, I know what people will say, but in terms of like pedigree and the amount of toughness there, I still think the ECHL is probably the toughest hockey league in the world still. Um, but that being said. The game has still changed enough to where I, I don't think you're seeing that as 20 fight fucking total years anymore where you're not going to get the Paul Laos 33 fights in a season or the yeah. the, the Curtis Swanson 70 something fights or whatever. Really, you know, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, I love because I remember I can't remember what I was reading, but it was something like, well, yeah, we just don't want those guys getting, the, you know, you get a few guys that get like 30 fights. I'm like, oh, again, though, who was upset that some guy got 30 fight? Like, is anyone mad about this? Like, I don't. Right. Who uh, yeah. I can guarantee whatever team he's on, he's the most popular motherfucker in the in the with the fans. I can tell you that right now. I don't even have to know when I already you know if some guy fought twenty five times in Adirondack, you don't think he'd be the most popular player? Of course he would be. Well, I don't care what team it is. Oh yeah, I, I've I've been waiting for a jersey auction to come out for Adirondack because now I re- I really want to see how much Nico and Skio's jerseys are going to go for because yeah. believe me, folks, you know I I'm a I, I not nearly as much as I used to, but I I do collect enforcer jerseys still here and there. Um, and let me tell you, Florida Everblades. Every time you'd go to collect a jersey, fucking highest ones were always the fucking you know John McCarran, the captain, Cam Johnson, the goalie, and fucking Kyle Newber, the enforcer. Three highest grossing jerseys every single fucking time. Yeah. So what does that tell you? you yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's just, I, and I have never understood this. Just this, these leagues and their pushback with like, 
Well, we're not getting rid of it. We're just limiting it. Why are you limiting it? Like, why? I don't... Uh, whatever. Blah, whatever. We could go on and on about that, but, you know. Yeah. Even, even I'm going back because I remember Adirondack did have one, and I don't, I can't remember if he even played in this one. Um, but Yannick Turcotte, even their military jersey, mind you, this is a double A hockey league, two leagues below the NHL. Um, I was able to buy a Milan Lucci's Calgary Flames jersey at one point, game worn, um, 600 bucks maybe, I think, if I remember off the top of my head. Look at the fucking bids for the Yannick Turcotte military jersey. That's a that's a one one game jersey. I get it. It's a specialty jersey. It's a one game wonder. Thousand dollars was the fucking winning bid for it. I show you right there on the camera. There you yeah, go. Yeah, tell me tell me they don't love fucking Yannick Turcotte up there, and that's just a one off jersey. I, I'm really curious to see how much uh, like a Skio and a Blashman you know season jersey is the ones that they yeah. wore all season. How much those go for? Because that's going to give you the most wear. Um, and it was like I said, the same thing with Nuber's jerseys when I would bid on them in Florida. Um, you, you know, I don't, I would always know if I was going to bid on a Uber Jersey, I'm going to have to move some fucking assets around because it's not, it's not going to be fucking chump change for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're putting in some overtime on the weekend for this one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As I'm just kind of looking here, I know one of the names that's kind of absent this year and it, and it I mean, you know, have, have you heard anything about the Glotz? Is he hurt or is he just uh, not playing? I don't what? think he's play, I don't think he's play, I don't think he's playing this year. He's not he's not on the Rapid City roster. And what I I think what I had said before that he had the injury bug quite a bit. I I thought I was correct, but I don't think I was. From my understanding, he actually had it worked out to where I think he only played home games for the Rapid City Rush um, at some point last year or the year before. Um, or it could have been both years. I don't think he played on the road too much. Or if he did, it would it would only be within a certain radius. I think. Um, now I could be wrong. That was just told to me. Um, so I take it with a grain of salt. But um, yeah, he's not he's not playing at all this year. So I don't know if Klotz is done. If he's retired, um, I don't know what the deal is. But yeah, that's um that's a tough one to see go because that's a legend uh, for sure. He's, yeah. he's, he's if you ever go look at Garrett Klotz's fight card, I mean it's it's unmatched. Um, it's unreal actually. So um, yeah, that's that's a big loss to the enforcer world if uh, if Garrett Klotz is retired for sure. Yeah, I think I know I. I know there was a couple UK people kind of, oh, I think he's coming to Nottingham. And I mean, you know, I think that was sort of wishful thinking. I mean, um, yeah. you know, um, like, eh, cause he, cause Klotz did play in the UK before. So he's obviously yep. been there. So it was like, I wasn't going to tell this guy no. I was just, you know, hey, it's possible. But it's like, I'm like, I don't think he's played this year. And it's like, you know, so I think he's finally done. Um, you know, cause I had a lot of miles on that body too. Yeah. Yeah, he's a dude who's done it for a long time, and when and when he was fighting um, a lot more back in the day, I mean, we're talking, he was like fighting like the McGrattans and West Garths, guys like you know, this isn't you know guys playing patty cake. He's fighting you know fucking heavyweights there, so a lot of miles on that body, like you said. Yeah, I mean, you know, thirty five years old and just kind of you know, you know, time time marches on, right? I mean, enough is enough, and you know. But another guy, not really in the enforcer world uh, realm, but a tough guy that would go for sure. Uh, that again, I think is uh, I think he's hung him up. As uh, speaking of the throwers, is Dalton thrower? Yeah, I don't know. I I swore he was playing with uh, with Atlanta this year, and I think in my season preview episode I did, uh, you know, before the season started, I had said he was with Atlanta, but I don't think he actually is. Um, 
or excuse me, I know he's not. I thought I thought for sure he was playing, but um, he only played I think 14 games last year. So I'm not sure if he got injured or something because I know he was on the roster for the entire time last year. But yeah, so it's um it's weird to see him not playing, but you got Josh Thrower playing out there with uh, Savannah, or excuse me, with um South Carolina. So I think Dalton Thrower might have he might have retired. I will say I, th- I do think Josh would have was the better fighter of the two. Um, so I mean I guess you got you got that to hang on to. But yeah, that's another tough loss for sure. Um. One one thing that was regained from a guy coming back from overseas, a former guest of the show, Cole Frazier, uh, former Toledo Walleye player. He went over and uh, played in the UK last year, and I know he didn't fight too too much, but I'll tell you what, fuck, he's uh, he's looked pretty good in terms of uh, just being a mean. He's just being a prick out there on the ice for Cincinnati. Um, he's with there. He's under under the wing of uh, old coach Jason Payne. You want to talk about tough guys? Fuck, go down the Jason Payne rabbit hole. There you go, folks. Yep. Um, but he's uh he's looked pretty good out there in terms of uh, he's he's fulfilled the rollback because you know like I said he wasn't fighting too much because again out in the UK how how many tough guys he got rolling around like we mentioned with Sean Allen earlier I mean fuck it's he's just taking a fucking payday and probably loving life out there and not he's, he's saving the hands a bit oh yeah. um, but you know since coming back I mean Cole Fraser he's definitely taking on the role again it seems and um, you know he's he'll he'll make guys pay I know he got into it with somebody the other night I think it was um it might have been when they were playing indie. Uh, somebody kept getting under the skin of them and threw it. Somebody it took a run at somebody, and Frazier basically kind of just jumped him at that point and was like, you know, fuck it. If you're going to do this, we're, we'll play fuck around. Um, so, you know, I, I'm a big Cole Frazier guy, so it's good to see him back in the league and back doing what he does because it's, it, it's always weird when you see a guy overseas like that's uh, in the tough guy role and you see them and they just, you know, you don't hear about them as much because, you know, they're not fighting anymore because, um, you know, over there the league is just different. So it's good to see him back and, and return to the form of Cole Frazier. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, oh, for those talk, I've had a few people get a hold of me and they've asked, and I've seen it online, asked um, about uh, Cade McNelly. People were asking that with Fort Wayne Comets, did they, they haven't heard anything and they did, they release him or whatever. No, he is on the protected list and, uh, he is working some personal issues out here and, uh, hopefully in the new year he will be in Fort Wayne. So, uh, he is still in their plans. I had talked to him the other day. So, uh, yes. So he hasn't gone anywhere. He hasn't jumped ship or he's not coming or whatever. It's, uh, it's, it's a wait and see right now. I won't I'll say this. I, they, they definitely need him. Fort Wayne is looking pretty soft this year. They got Sean Sidlowski, but that's about it. They, uh, you know, they had Dan Maggio last year, very tough dude, but that, that's a big loss. I know they got that other guy. Um, oh man, what's his name? It's got some French last name, so I apologize. It's Mo- Alex Mosean something. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, tough guy, but I, I wouldn't put him in the caliber of like a kind of a Cade McNally who's really going to kind of go out of his way to really go look for it. I think it's like Mosean Nagant or something. I I can't even remember. Um, but yeah, so I would I would say they're definitely they definitely have a void to fill, and hopefully Cade McNally can get there because Fort Wayne, um, by all accounts, even from their fan base, they've uh, they've they they've seen how soft that that team is. So uh, it's like hopefully all, Cade M- Morgan Adams Mosane, Adams Mosane. That's what it is. Yep. 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 That's what it was. It was like Mosane something. Yeah. Adams Mosane. Yep. That's it. Yeah, well, and like, and like you said, and for, for Fort Wayne, I mean, that's for their fans in that town, the way that, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's gotta hurt when all of a sudden, never thought you'd hear the day when somebody'd say, oh, Fort Wayne's a little soft this year. I mean, that, uh, yeah, that has not been uttered very often. So, um, yeah. 
So we'll see. And I mean, the thing is, you know, young kid, um, I, you know, I would, it'll be interesting to see it, when he gets down there, what, what happens. I mean, he's obviously, you know, a little out of practice. It's not like he's been fighting here left and right. Uh, you know, it's been a bit since he's, since he's done it, but, uh, back, he's a tough dude, man, and junior and stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I know he's itching for it. So, I mean, it, that'll be cool. Hopefully he gets down there here early in the, in the new year and, uh, you know, we'll see what he can do at the pro level. So that'll be cool. But, uh, yeah, man, like, yeah, it's, I'm, as I'm going through, I'm looking at the division now, um, for that, for the, for where Fort Wayne is. And really, like, Toledo doesn't have anybody anymore. They don't have Mitchell Hurd this year, so that was kind of a tough loss for them. I know that something happened with them. Like, uh, they did not end on good terms from what I I, – because I believe Mitchell Hurd kind of motherfucked him a little bit on on Instagram, I think. So something happened there. Um, Indy has has Cade McNelly – or excuse me, not Cade McNelly. uh, Christopher Cameron, very tough dude. So that's that's a good matchup I would like to see with Fort Wayne and Cade McNelly. Um, you know, possibly taking on uh, Chris Cameron out there in Indy. That's a good one. Iowa doesn't really have anybody. Um, Kalamazoo, once they lost Nico, uh, you know, and of course people can bitch about Nico all they want as Kalamazoo sits at six in the standings for the Central Division. So, um, yeah, Nico seemed to be the real problem there, I'm sure. Um, yeah, tell me how Adirondack's doing. <laughs> yep. But, yeah, Iowa. So that's the 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 Western Conference is definitely the the a little bit of the softer division, or excuse me, the softer conference compared to the East. Um, just scrolling through now, like Idaho, I wouldn't say really has anybody. Tulsa, um, I think they got McKee. That's about it. Wichita's got Kelly Bent, and I'm I'm down with Kelly Bent, former former guest of the show. He just doesn't have that that quite. I, I wouldn't classify him as an enforcer. Definitely a dude who plays plays on an edge a little bit, and we'll uh, you know we'll drop him when necessary. We'll stand up for teammates, but I I wouldn't classify him as a true enforcer. Rapid City doesn't really have anybody. Um, Allen, all they have um, is really Michael Robidoux. But even then, um, again, uh, say what you will about Michael Robidoux. That's a whole that you can I mean you can do a whole probably separate podcast on him and his suspensions that he's had, but. Uh, more of an agitator than an enforcer, and Utah doesn't really have anybody. So the the Western Division, or excuse me, the Western Conference, I will say, is definitely more of the um, the probably the softer conference for sure compared to the East. Um, once you go in, I'm looking, and I will say this: the North is definitely looking a little bit tougher this year. You got Jake Schultz and that uh, can't talk Jake Schultz out there in Worcester, as we just saw him fight Darian Skio the other night. Uh, of course, Adirondack with Skio Blatchman. Norfolk also got uh, Mark Lewiski, so that's another tough addition to the team. Uh, Josh actually started the year in Norfolk, but didn't really play much, um, and then ended up in South Carolina. Uh, I believe James Melindy came back to Newfoundland, so there's that. Trois-Rivier I don't think really has anybody crazy. Well, they had the one guy. I'm not sure if he's still there. Uh, something Parker was his name. It was a hyphenated name, but I know Parker was in one of the fucking portions of that. Um Came down from the AHL, but he was dude. He fought a couple times, and he fought uh, fought twice in one game. Coming down, and got. A, I think he was the first one to get the game misconduct this year for fighting twice in the game. So he was he was one of the few. Yeah, good thing one player did it all year. Yeah, good thing we uh, put the rule in place. Yeah. It was a real epidemic, like I said. John Parker Jones. Yeah, John Parker Fucking Jones. That six it. seven two thirty. Holy big shit, dude, big dude. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if he's still there or not. Yeah, it you know, says he, he is. It says he oh, is. Oh, okay. Well, 13, 13 games, 5 points, 39 minutes. So Hey, I'll tell you what. You know who their next fucking meeting is, is Adirondack. So there you go, folks. Circle that one. Yeah, uh, yeah well, we'll see if he's in the lineup or not. Yeah. 
Yeah, if he's in the lineup, look for him to maybe go Skio or uh, Blatchman. Fuck, maybe even Colin Felix because like I, I don't think I brought up Colin Felix on here, but that's a, uh, uh, you know, out there in Adirondack, you got Blatchman and Skio, and in case those weren't enough, you got another tough D man out there in Colin Felix, who's uh again wouldn't classify him as an enforcer, but definitely a tough, willing dude for sure. So he's a guy, another another guy to keep in the back pocket, keep that ace up your sleeve a little bit there. Um, Worcester, as I mentioned before, with Jake Schultz. That's another tough dude. He had that good fight with Skio. I think Skio got the better half. It was Jake Schultz in the early round, Skio in the later rounds, but that was yep. another good one. Um, when it comes to Maine and Redding, I wouldn't really say that there's really anybody. I mean, I, I will. Maine just definitely doesn't have anybody. I watched um, watched them play Adirondack. I think it was yesterday or the day before. And if Adirondack wants to, they could just have their fucking way with Maine. Um, we'll put it that way. And I think same for Reading. Once they got rid of Spencer Kennedy, they really don't have anybody. But the North is looking a lot tougher this year in terms of um, what what they looked like last year. So, um, you know, I, I will say that, again, Eastern Conference is going to be the one to look at if you're looking for toughness for sure. Yeah, and then of course the South, you know, obviously with South yeah, Carolina yeah. and Florida and Savannah. I was always like on a on a fight fan level. I know when Divine was going to sign in the East Coast League, I was just like, you know, I'll be down in the South because I want to see him. You know, I want to see him take those guys on. Right, like yeah. you said, he's he's up in that in that north in the north there, and it's like, you know, Idaho, Tulsa, Rap, you know, Rapid City. Wow. Well, yeah, then at that point, there. I was hoping. Glotz would come back because all oh, yeah. the Glotz divine <laughs> matchup. There's the heavyweight matchup you want to see, and um, yeah. like you said, I know Ryan Devine's fought twice, and and, and that's an interesting. He's an interesting character. That guy. I know he's he's very polarizing. He's not afraid to get on social media. That's for sure. Um, I've seen him yep. in a. I I know he still frequents the Southern Pro Hockey League fan Facebook group and. Likes to chirp those guys in there because I think he was public enemy number one in the Southern Pro League last year. They, uh, you know, and he still gets in there and gives it to him. So, um, but in his two fights in the East Coast so far, I mean, like you said, completely dominated both fights. I mean, that last one, especially left hand started going. It was like, holy shit. Like, that yeah. was. Well- and he had the one versus Kelly Bent and went out there ice horse style, threw a fucking Superman punch yeah. off the rip there at Kelly Bent. So that was really cool to see, too. Yeah, his first fight in the East Coast League, and he's throwing a Superman punch just like he did <laughs> in the start of... I mean, and like, I know, well, Jay, I've had Jay on the show, and Jay, of course, watched him in the Southern Pro League for those bunch of years. And he even said right on the show, you watch with this guy, he's a showman, man. He, he He's always looking yeah. for it, and he'll play the role and just... Every scrum is shoving a guy or face washing a guy or shaking your glove. I mean, obviously you got to be a little more in control in the East Coast League than you do in the Southern Pro, but you know, with the old habits die hard too, right? So, plus I think yeah. for his benefit, I think Kansas City's a pretty decent team. So, I think they'll obviously be winning more games. It's a little easier to play the role when you're winning than when you're you always playing catch up when you're losing. So. You know. Yeah, Kansas City's second in the conference, so they're they're a really solid team this year. So yeah. it's, it's it's cool to see Divine on that team. Um, I will say Orlando looks pretty soft this year too. No, they got Jimmy Mazza, tough dude. I'd actually for those listening and folks, I encourage uh, encourage you to go check out Joe Lazito's uh, interview with Jimmy Mazza. That's one yeah. of my favorite ones he's ever done. Um, there you go. Sh- shameless plug for Joe Lazito. We expect our checks in the mail. Yeah. Um, and he better not be giving us fucking shillings or fucking pounds that Searson might have fucking gave him. Or oh, something. yeah. yeah, yeah. Want that. Give us the, the Benjamins, baby. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> but Orlando's got Jimmy Maz, and that's really about it. Um, I know. I think Ross Olson actually. I think when he made the announcement, it was he first broke the news on uh, on Joe's show when when Joe did the interview with Ross Olson that he was going to uh, retire and get into uh, I believe coaching out at one of the universities, if I remember off the top of my head. Um, so Orlando's looking a little soft. Atlanta, like I said, they got Connor Kaspari, but he's a young, hungry kid, and he's not quite d- developed, but he's he's got to come into his own. He's still going to have some growing pains there, no pun intended. Um, so Atlanta doesn't really have anybody. So the tough teams to look for in the South are definitely going to be, uh, South Carolina and Florida and Savannah, Jacksonville. They got Garrett Cockrell, who's pretty tough, but, um, they did have Jack Van Bolkel off the, off the rip in the season, but they, they released him. And that was another tough dude. He actually had a really good fight with, uh, Anthony Collins. I believe it was Anthony Collins or the Skio. I think it was Collins. I'm thinking about it. I'm trying to remember. They kind of go together in the preseason there. Um, but it was it's funny seeing those two go out at center ice, but it's in like a uh, it's like the it was the Iceman's practice facility, I think. And it's like, you know, there's like nobody in there. But, you know, preseason still trying to make a name and make a name for themselves and still, uh, you know, kind of dust knock the dust off a little bit. So it's funny seeing them go. But, yeah, I don't know what Jack Van Volk is up to now, but that was another tough cat. But unfortunately, he's not with Jacksonville. And as we said earlier, you know, you got Travis Howe, who was you know, the Jacksonville tough guy for the past few years up with um up with San Diego now. So um, they have a little bit of a void to fill too out there in Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to say I, when it comes down to I still, the old man there, I still got to go Anthony Collins, man. That's, I, you know, I'm down with Collins. I, I love know, Collins. Yeah. 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 That, yeah, and, and, it, and I was really like, well, I mentioned at the top of the show there, but yeah, I was really happy to see, uh, like I said, Garrett Hunt back in the East coast league. I'm a massive Garrett Hunt fan going back yep. to his giant Vancouver Giants days in junior. And, uh, like I said, all time East Coast penalty minute leader and, uh, over in the KHL and for a few years. And then finally came back to the East Coast League. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, older and everything else, but, uh, you know, you know, 36 years old, but, uh, you know, is has, he really 36, dude? Holy fuck, I feel old. Yeah, thirty six. Yeah, he's got the body of a nineteen year old, though. Being the dude's a bodybuilder, so legit- yeah, legitimately. Him. So you know, he's uh, you know he he's I I I think he's freaking ageless. That guy. So <laughs> yeah, and like you said, he's not gonna his whole game plan. He'll just run. He'll still run around at this at thirty six and start shit and you know whatever like you said took on Nuber uh, who's how how bigger how much bigger than you know than he is but you know. I want to say there's literally almost got to be a foot size difference like when you look at the if you look at them fighting in the video it, it's just astronomical the size difference but Garrett Hunt just doesn't give a shit and no. it's great yeah you know so you know so that's always you know at least he'll be around you know he's entertaining so yeah it's been um I, like I always say, uh, you know, I, I sit on this show and online and everything for the last bunch of years and I rant and rave that hockey's terrible and everything else and I don't watch anymore and I don't, but, um, I've always said with the East Coast League, uh, I mean, you definitely keep me involved in it, you know, keep, oh, you gotta, you know, Alex will post that fight or you gotta see this one or, you know, there's always, um, you know, and so for the old bitter guy over here, I will say I do enjoy watching you know, Skio and those guys. And I mean, the spirit's still there with a few of them for sure. I mean, I can't, I can't completely shit all over these new guys, you know, cause they're, you know, and I'm not one of these bitter old guys that, yeah, back in the day, they couldn't hang. 
Yeah, they could. Right. Yeah, they could. You know, and uh, not all of them, but I, I don't think Skio or Anthony Collins or Kyle Newber would have too many issues. You know, I'm not, again, I'm not saying they'd be the kingpins of the league back in 95 or anything, but they could definitely hold their own back there too. So, um, so yep. it, it's been fun watching them. And of course, Josh Thrower, like, especially with the East Coast League, you know, obviously, well, like all leagues, but I mean, with these Coast, you know, you see them in Josh Thrower, of course, you know, Saskatoon and watched him play junior in Kelowna and stuff. So, you know, like I said, Garrett Hunt in Vancouver and well, Glotz in Saskatoon before he retired and, and all that. So you see them, it's, it's been fun to watch. I always say their journey, right? From when yep. they started at 17 and they watch them all the way to, well, Garrett, you know, watched them at 17 running people and winning the Memorial Cup. And then now he's 36 years old and back in the East Coast League. It's like, you know, it's like, holy shit, where'd time go? But, uh, you know, it's been fun to watch the development and just see where they, where their careers have taken them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think, you know, there's a lot of people, and I mean, I know I got listeners of the show that are kind of in the same boat as I am. They, you know, they hate everything current, and, you know, I, I haven't watched in 10 years. Well, you know, I think you're doing yourself a disservice by not watching a Darian Skiho fight or a Ryan Devine fight or Kyle Newber or whatever, or watching the energy that Nico Blatchman brings. I think, yep. you know, I, I don't, uh, yeah, they're a new generation and everything else, but, uh, and like I said, I'm the first to shit on stuff for sure, but I'm not, I can't say anything bad about this current product, like in terms of these guys and their fights. I mean, you always wish, oh, they'd fight more and more teams had guys. I mean, again, we're, I'm not trying to claim that, again, this is the 90s or anything, but, you know, like you said, if you want, if, current hockey and you want to watch fights and this is the toughest league going yeah 100 percent. i mean believe me if if i thought the product was shit i wouldn't i wouldn't be as you know jumping into the deep end as far as i have because believe me if you follow the show and you follow the chat you know the echl isn't paying me to say any of this yeah. believe me they're not um <laughs> no if anybody would have an axe to grind to shit on this league it would be you believe me fuck i not that's a whole, you know, a different can of worms. But, um, you know, take and I, I will say if you if people are interested in the league and you you know you want to know where to go find it, um, it's an app or a program. I, I believe it's just mostly an app. I'm sure they have a website and you know you could look at it there. But it's called Flow Sports F L O, and then just you know the name Sports or whatever afterwards. Um, and that's where you could find all the games. And I want to say the SPHL moved over there too. And you know you pay. I pay for the yearly subscri- uh, subscription. I forget how much it is. It's like a hundred hundred something bucks American. Um, but you get access to every game. You get to watch re- like replays of games. It's how you go back and watch fights. So let's say you miss a fight because um, it's not going to get posted anywhere. Uh, no. If, if only there was some fucking page that could have posted fights, that would have been sweet. Um, but Somebody if should you do a it, YouTube channel. Yeah, that's a good idea. Fuck, maybe I should do that. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, fuck. Hmm. That would be interesting. Um, <laughs> fuck. So, I mean, I, I, who's, who, I'm going to pretend like I'm not bitter about it anymore. <laughs> Say who's no, bitter. not you. Yeah. Or not me. It would never be. Um but so let's say you miss a fight or something that night, you can go back and rewatch it. So you get the replay, and I, like I said, you get the SP, and you can you can even go back and look at previous seasons and stuff. So you know, you can, if you you want to fall down a guy's rabbit hole on his fight card one night, you can just fucking go back on Flow Sports and look at it. And again, I'm not getting paid or anything to say any of this, but this is 
this is the last of the Mohicans we're watching here, yeah. and I, I bring it up all the time, but it really is. You're, you're, you're literally we're in the middle of watching the end of an era in hockey, and whether you think it's a good thing or a bad thing for the game of hockey, that's a that's a whole different debate. But if you're a fan of tough hockey and you're a fan of hockey fights, and if if you can sit down and watch the NHL every night, I think you'll have a much better time watching the ECHL because I fucking know I do. I haven't. I have watched maybe three NHL games all year. Um, ECHL, I, I I will fucking literally walk around the fucking supermarket grocery shopping if I have to and watch the game at the fucking shopping cart because I'm that interested in the league. Um, and it's just like I said, you're literally witnessing the last of the Mohicans. We just saw, you know, Dalton Thrower retire, Garrett Klotz retired. Um, I don't know what I don't, Dan Maggio, he might have just retired. Mitchell Hurd might have retired. I, you know, so you're every year it's going to get less. Less and less, um, you know, Newber came in late this year. I don't know. Maybe he was thinking about retiring. I don't know. I don't know why Newber came in a little bit later in the year. Um, so yeah, and there's not a there's not a large generation of uh, players coming in to replace their roles. We'll put it that way. The Connor Kasparis and Nico Blatchmans are few and far between. There's not an endless supply of those guys coming into the league or, you know, coming up through junior to replace them. So um, you really are witnessing the last of kind of tough hockey. And this is the last league to really kind of do it, um, you know, regardless of the fight rules. And yeah, it's kind of fucking janky. Sometimes I get it. The rules suck. Uh, believe me, I'll be the first to gripe about it. We talk about it pretty much every time, um, you know, we talk about the ECHL, but at the same time to appreciate tough hockey and uh, uh, hockey fights and, Everything that these guys do, I mean, fuck, give the league a watch. With the flow sports thing, you don't have to pay for the full year. You could pay for a month and, you know, shell out 25 bucks or whatever. You get unlimited access to all the shit. And it's not even just hockey. You could watch other sports. I think I, I think it's actually really big. If you're into motorsports, I think that's really big with, like, dirt track racing and stuff, which I know a lot of people like. Um, I think dirt track racing is cool. I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. But um, if that's something you're into, there's a lot of other sports on there. But Give it, give it the month subscription. Watch the boys. Watch some tilts go down. If you like it, you like it, and fucking re up. And if not, well, fuck. Worst case scenario, you're at twenty bucks. I mean, fuck it's You do the same thing if you went to an NHL game and paid for one fucking beer and you watched a shit product. So why not just spend twenty bucks on a fucking product that's going to be decent, show you some emotion, and you know maybe have some guys that drop the gloves and fucking swing for the fences a bit there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there you go. There's your endorsement because I mean, you guys, these guys, same guys, like you said, will sit and watch a friggin'. 2-1 NHL game and it's a love fest. Yeah, you know. yeah. these same guys that will bitch about the Leafs, but they won't chill out the 20 bucks to go watch the coast. Because it's like, and we say, you and I have said it before, there's so much more hockey out there and there's so many more tough guys than just the NHL and people will just, it's the NHL glasses where they just, it's like the you know, tunnel vision on the NHL. It's the only hockey league to watch, but really when you get down to it, it's it's not. There's a lot of great hockey out there still. Um, it's just, you know, in the minor pro leagues of the ECHL. <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, you watch those games. That's what I've always liked about the Miners. It's like these guys are hungry, man. They want to make the next level. And they want, like, these guys want to get to the American League. And, you know, so these guys will give her every night. And you're not going to get uh, spraying snow in the corner. You know, like, they're going to go in hard. And, uh, yeah, and, sh- and you know, and shit, the tempers get wound up. And, they, like I said, they're they're trying to make a name, right? And you're trying to get noticed. Yeah. And they're going to do anything. Whatever their role is, they will do, right? So, yeah, I think the the just a lot more emotion is there, right? They've always been like that. That's why I've always been a minor league guy, right? So it's like, you know, but uh well, there we go, folks. I mean, I don't think you can get much more of a an endorsement, more ringing endorsement than that, but uh 
Well, I like I like doing this. Like I said, kind of just keeping everybody out there of what's happening. Like I said, I know a lot of my listeners and stuff, and yours as well. Well, more yours. You're more East Coast League guys, obviously, listeners. But I, I know I have a lot of NHL, air quotes, NHL guys that listen to my show. Um, you know, and I, and I think sometimes, you know, like you said, you get lost in that NHL bubble sometimes and there is hockey outside of that and, uh, and some really good fights. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm the first to shit all over the new stuff, but I know watching at the fights you post up on Instagram and stuff like that, it's like, yeah, these guys are dropped, you know, they're going for it. So I think you're doing yourself, if you're a fight fan, I think you're, you're doing yourself a disservice, not checking this stuff out. 100%, man. I mean, like like just the other night, you got Darian Skio, Jake Schultz dropping the buckets, drifting out to center ice, old school style. You you don't see that in the NHL anymore. Instead, you get fucking Pat Maroon who's going to hold on and throw you know, a bunch of air punches at nothing and then hold on for dear life. So, I mean, if, if that's your cup of tea, then by all means, go watch the NHL and, you know, complain about it and then, you know, wonder why you can't find tough hockey and it's because you just haven't gotten out of your nhl bubble so um again folks even even at the ahl level although i will say the um i would still say the echl is tougher than the ahl but you know there's still some tough cats rolling around there like um alex gallant and um you know travis Howe, guys like that so minor pro minor pro is where it's at people i promise you there we go i think with that we'll end this segment uh maybe mercifully we'll uh We'll bring this to a close, but I want to thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll definitely, I'll have you on at the, well, I'm going to have you on again anyway, but for something, but I know for sure at the end of the year, because we'll do a final, you know, final take on the East Coast League for the season, and uh, like we did last year, so we'll do it again, but uh, in the meantime, I uh, check out Alec at the Five for Fighting podcast, and uh, thanks, man, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, and like I said, uh, I, expe- I expect my uh, my championship belt in the mail here. I hope I hope it's here before Santa Claus comes. Well, we'll see. You know, we you know it might be a lump of coal. We'll see how it goes. So, yeah, fuck. You know, as long as it's not Joe's log. Oh no, nobody wants that Yule log around. No, mm-mm, mm-mm. no. <laughs> there we go. All right, man. Thank you. Yeah, take it easy, man. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 